is a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on.
so that's my little beef for tonight. Because this is incredible. It's going on and on and on. Everyone's got bronchitis, ongoing bronchitis with it. When they stop spraying, you'll find that you'll get nervous and anxious because the tranquilizing agent within the this spray, this concoction up there, this multi-purpose concoction, uh, this, they find that the loading dose in their bloodstream is dropping. And when that drops, they get irritable and anxious. Once it starts spraying, it's back on again. I think the music's coming in in the background, so I'll be back with more of this after these messages. Because terror is a technique of war itself, you see. 
It's a war on what? A war on technique? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a made-up, nonsensical term because they can't think of any other enemy anymore. Since we're global, you can't have enemies in a global society unless you look at the, the general population, and that's exactly what they've done. Every email, every phone call, every fax is listened to. It's, it's, it's recorded and stored immediately. Even your paper mail is getting opened. If you notice a little almost invisible white tape to put back on it again when you seal it up. And we're told this is the new freedom, a term used by Bush Jr., little boy Bush. The new freedom. You should listen to these terms and take note because they're giving you a legal definition, a new legal definition of something. The new freedom. The new freedom means you do what you're told. He also said, if you're not with us, you're against us. That means anyone who is not for the war policies, and I mean the whole war, the hundred years war policy of those in control are now an enemy of the state. And you'd better believe they mean business. These are psychopaths at the top. They have thousands and thousands of helpers that they recruit from universities to do all their work for them. They have psychotic scientists working for them, making nice little viruses and bacteria to kill you all off. And they've been at this for a long, long time. There are books out published with declassified information about this kind of thing. It's not off the top of my head. It's not some kind of paranoid delusion. Believe you me, I'd rather not talk about this at all. I'd like to live in a, a real world too, where perhaps I could just write books or, or play nice music and make people happy. We are living at a time where we're the last generation, amongst us that is, not all of us, but within this generation are the last people who can convey their thoughts clearly enough and succinctly enough and have enough data and memory to put it across to others. The generation growing up now don't have that ability. Even the IQ is officially being lowered. We'll be under tremendous attack Long, long in the planning and long in the implementation. And amongst all the crises that are after, they use the traditional methods of war. They go after water, food. And now it's food, food, food. Oh my goodness, we're running out of food. Suddenly, suddenly, we're running out of food. Suddenly, now that the, fag, the five big agri-food businesses have control of pretty well every grain on the planet. Suddenly, we're running out of food. This is a planned agenda, right? And yet if you just read the media, the little bits of stories that come out here and there, you'll be able to put a big picture together that totally contradicts all their hype and hysteria. And what you'll see is a planned, deliberate agenda taking place right now. This particular story I'm going to read now it's from the Chronicle Herald, the Canadian newspaper. This, this, this one is from the Halifax, Nova Scotia edition, the Chronicle Herald. And it's April the 15th. Now, tell me if this makes any sense to you, uh, especially when you're hearing nothing but hype and coming food shortages. And this says, Ottawa, 
$50 million to cull their animals, the result of the collapse of the hog and the pig industry. This is from the Associated Press. Edmonton, and what is being called an unprecedented move, the federal government will pay Canadian pork producers $50 million to kill off 150,000 of their pigs by the fall as the industry teeters on the brink of economic collapse. The animals are being destroyed at slaughter plants and on pig farms in a bid to cull the swine breeding herd by 10%. Now this is coming, remember, from the top of government who really taken over the farming industry, at least the lawmaking decisions part of it. The rest of it is owned by their pals, the big five agribusinesses. It was on to say regulated UN warns of food emergency as prices escalate. So here they are killing off. Now, if this is happening in Canada and they're killing off pigs, you can guarantee they're doing it in every other country at the same time. That's what I've found down through my life. They do the same things everywhere else at the same time. UN warns of food emergency as prices escalate. Most of the meat is to be used for pet food or otherwise disposed of. That means dumped. But up to 25% of it will be made, this to make it more palatable, will be made available to Canadian food banks. That's a joke. That won't happen. The value that the market is providing to hog farmers for their breeding animals has fallen to virtually nothing, said Martin Rice, executive director of the Canadian Pork Council on Monday. Now, what I'm not saying here is, see, most of the, the pork coming into Canada now is coming in from countries like China. Even the insulin that comes from the, from the livers of, uh, of pigs for diabetics, the insulin is coming from China. They just recall the whole batch of it because their pigs were eating contaminated food. To continue with this article... It is due to the economic collapse of the industry. These are farms that families have spent decades building up. We cannot see relief coming. It is agonizing for them. It takes a toll. Producers are weighed down by the, the cumulative impact of low prices, increasing feed costs, and the high value of the loonie as a dollar. They're also facing new country of origin labeling rules for meat products in the United States that are to go into effect later this year. Canada's 10,000 pork producers are mainly in Ontario, Quebec, Manitoba, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and British Columbia. Farmers who wish to take part in the cull can apply for federal compensation payments until the end of August. Those who qualify for payments must agree to kill off an entire breeding barn of pigs and not to restock the barn for three years. The program is retroactive to November 2007, and farmers have until this November to complete the call. The council estimates that about 50,000 pigs have already been destroyed, with about 100,000 more to come by the fall. It's, it's quite amazing. As I say, here you are with the hype, hype, hype about food shortages everywhere, people starving in parts of the world. And here's your own governments again. Who really are not yours after all. That's the big secret. They're not your governments whatsoever. Creating a further crisis, a much, much further crisis. A few years ago, Newt Gingrich was handing out a book to every congressional person in Washington. It was called The Third Way by Alvin Toffler. In that book, Mr. Toffler 
states that the coming world will be a vegetarian world, no meat eaters at all. And it must be so, he said. He didn't explain why it must be so, he just says it must be so. And you'll find these characters at the top have been pushing this particular part of the agenda for a long, long time. And I'll speak about more of this after this break. Africa. 
He said producing biofuels, a key part of the EU's plans to tackle climate change, was a crime against humanity. This is all a con to get you believing that the biofuels that are being sown and, and harvested are really uh, part of the problem, that they're not growing crops anymore. That isn't quite true. And a tiny fraction is going towards this biofuel. And the government has been paying farmers across the world for the last 25 years not to grow certain things and to leave their fields alone. So that throws that one out the window. The European Union has set a target of providing 10% of its fuel for transport from biofuels by 2020, which its own environmental advisors have said should be suspended. It says here, we cannot and we must not leave food for people to the mercy of the rule of the market alone and to international speculation. Michel Barnier, French agriculture minister, said. The European Commission said on Monday that there was no question at the moment of the target being dropped as work was currently underway to implement it in a sustainable way. There's a sustainable part again. According to a spokesman, less than 2% of the EU cereal production is currently used for biofuels. It goes on to say humanitarian tsunami. Well, they're using all the warfare little words here to make us all terrified. The EU is well aware of the risks of soaring food prices. Well, it should be. See, the EU, when they first brought it into uh, to full strength, in fact, long before that, they had what they called butter mountains, this, this imaginary butter mountain and sugar mountains and crop mountains and so on. And they, would, they were dumping thousands of tons of foodstuff in the English Channel to keep prices up. And that wasn't done by the farmers or the middlemen. It was done on the orders of governments to keep the foods and the prices of the foods high. So here's the same characters at it again, who are now saying they're doing this for their own good. They're well aware of the risks of soaring food prices. And on the last week, Development Commissioner Louis Michel warned of the crisis leading to a humanitarian tsunami in Africa. France will take over the presidency of the EU in July. And in a statement on Friday, four ministers made it clear that the violent response to price rises in Haiti could easily be replicated in 30 other countries. Well, I'm sure they've done all the studies on that, more lined up like bowling pins. Protests because of a big increase in the cost of rice have led to a number of deaths in Haiti as well as the fall of the government. Mr. Barnier told French Radio on Monday, we cannot, we must not leave food for people, food for people, to the mercy of the rule of the market alone, and to international speculation. He's proposing four ideas. Now, this is the, these are the four ideas that the UN's been wanting uh, all along. Production of more and better food. Now, what is better food? Hmm? To enable Europe to respond to the food challenge, to bring together the efforts of various member states to help developing countries rebuild their agriculture. In other words, they want the UN in, in every country, third world country, and in will come the World Bank and lend money with compound interest which will bankrupt them all, and then the UN runs the country under the International Monetary Fund. To redirect public development aid towards the agricultural sector and ensure the poor countries do not become the victims of the WTO. Doha round of negotiations. Back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts, and we're back cutting through the matrix. And it's quite easy to get a tad upset these days when you when you see coming into being all the things you've been studying your whole life, the stuff that no one wanted to hear years ago. And here it's all happening, and it's presented to the public. It's just all happenstance and coincidence and oversights and all of that kind of utter nonsense. And the public, of course, being the good-conditioned flock that they are, want to go along with that because the unthinkable is another side of the coin, unthinkable being that they've been lied about everything they've ever been taught in their entire life. And most cannot go there. Most cannot go there. Now I'll go to the phones now, and there's Tim from Indiana. Are you there, Tim? Yes, I'm here. Um, sticking on topic uh, with the, the food as a weapon tonight, um, we, me and my fiance, we went out with her friend, and um, we were just talking, and her friend ended up having, like, this peanut allergy, and, you know, where she could, like, basically die. And I was just thinking about, you know, all the stuff, you know, going through my as far as, like, with allergies and, and whatnot. But did they, like, modify the peanut to make people, like, really allergic to that, or do you, do you know anything about that at all? Or Yeah, the peanut whole thing with the peanut started in the, the late 60s suddenly. And personally, I don't think it was the peanut that was altered. I think it was the fact that we have been altered with inoculations, and yeah. some people react to it more than others. I think that really is the link in, in the chain there, yeah. Yeah, because she's like she she goes to an allergist and you know she gets loaded with like shots and all that stuff and I'm thinking I I didn't want to say anything because you know you don't want to freak people out if that's what they do but yeah. you know I'm just thinking like wow so but um, that's pretty much it I you know just listening I just wanted to kind of stay on topic so let somebody else get in there okay all right yeah, that's it's true by now the, the the whole idea you know since the since the 1950s people's health has uh, sunk has been plummeting. Since we've had all this wonderful health care and shots and inoculations that are going to protect us against all known diseases. And meanwhile, we're, the death rate is skyrocketing from all kinds of tumors, cancers, and diseases. And we even have juvenile arthritis, and we have almost sterile men walking around today, according to the United Nations. So I think they're right on target. They're bang on target. We're all getting killed off and sterilized by the looks of it. Now we've got uh, John from Florida there. Are you there, John? Hey, Johnny. How are you doing? How are you doing, Alan? I'm surviving, um, just about, yeah. All right, my friend. Just greetings here from sunny, sunny Florida to you. Um, I heard one of your callers a couple of days ago and um, who confessed that he had just recently been awakened, okay? Yeah. And he admitted to you that he was better off or felt more comfortable in his ignorance. And um, you commented to him that ignorance is a bliss, you know? Yeah. And um, I guess he made that comment because of the realization what's coming on yeah. on the tube, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, you also made the comment that when Kissinger, Kissinger went to China, he made the comment that anti-globalists are terrorists or will mm -hmm. be considered terrorists. Yeah. And um, I was listening to, to you today on the Intel Strike Report, 
yeah. where you made the comment that no matter who the players are in the government, there's a continuum on the agenda, and yeah. it, it will have to come to pass, okay? Mm -hmm. So no matter who the, the players are, this agenda has to be fulfilled. That's what I yeah. understood. That's right. Um, my question to you, Alan, is that um, it's good to be awakened and have all of this information, right? And um, I'm one of those who has been listening to you for a while and I've read a lot. And I see what's coming down the pipeline in, here in the United States. And I see the guns are being turned on and the citizens, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one guy calls it the, the panoptic infrastructure, okay? It's, mm -hmm. being turned, it's being turned on us, okay? Yeah. The, sa the satellites are being turned on us. Mm -hmm. The guns are being turned on us. The eavesdropping is being turned on us. Yeah. The, the spies on the streets are being turned on us. Yeah. And um, the question I have for you is, how do we fight back? Because mm -hmm. if an anti-globalist will be considered a terrorist, Congress just recently passed H.R. 1955, okay, yeah. about domestic terrorism, dissidents will be considered terrorists, yes. abortion leaders will be, anti-abortion leaders will be considered terrorists, yep. uh, anybody who dissents will be considered a terrorist. Yes, that's right. They've, they've, they've started a program now where they're going into your houses, Alan, and taking away your guns. Okay? Yes, I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've got the bigger guns. They've got the infrastructure. They've mm -hmm. got the helicopters. They've got the M16s, yep. the F16s. How do we fight? Because if I, as a little man, take the step, Alan, of dissenting, okay, mm -hmm. I will be thrown into a concentration camp. Yes. Okay? Yeah. I know. If I, and if I go to the institutions that are in place right now, namely like the ACLU, or if I go to the Lawyers Guild, these institutions are worthless right now. Because yes, with all the talking they're doing, with all the suits that they're doing against the government, the government is laughing. Yes, they are. Huh? They are. Look, I know. look at the recent thing that just happened with the memo from Young Yu right that mm -hmm. just came out right yeah and the report by abc stating that the big wigs at the white house were involved in this thing eh? yes. Yes. And, and what has what has the congress done mm -hmm. hmm? yeah. they are just sitting down and playing with the white house this thing huh? Yeah, they I know. Don't, I know. They, we, we, they you don't, don't have you don't have a government and you haven't really had one for a long time and you, you have classes, you, you have now you have bureaucratic classes and you have uh, professional pol political classes. They see themselves apart from the general population and they all play the game with their masters that are much higher than them even and they are immediately politically correct. Whatever is wrong today is right tomorrow, they'll immediately adapt to it and they'll speak about it in the next day as though they've always said that their whole life long. Political correctness rules at the moment, and that term, political correctness, came right from the Soviet Union. Uh, you had to be very politically correct, and when, when up became down overnight, you had to say so. 
and parroted exactly. And these shysters at the top are just a, a bunch of uh, small players, really. They're all millionaires, perhaps, in their own right, or their mm-hmm. family's right. But uh, So left and right is a big joke. Uh, they all have investments in the same international corporations. They all have uh, ha- had seats on the boards of CEOs of these corporations, and now they pretend they're in politics to serve the public. Well, who's serving whom? They certainly are not serving the public. They're serving us up for catastrophe. That's what they're doing. Right, right. Well, this is how I see it, Alan. A couple of years ago, the, the population voted the Congress, the Democratic Congress, into into power in, in the hope that they would change things. Yep. And um, we can see the, the facade that they're playing. And they realize that the people are waking up. Mm-hmm. They realize that the 911 facade that they put up with the commission report, that story is falling apart, okay? Yes, and they have speed up, sped up the agenda. You follow me? Mm-hmm. They, they, they are just clamping down left, right, and center because they know that the populace is going to rise yeah. against them. So they, mm-hmm. they need to take away our guns and silence us because they know that they are they're in for some big problem here. Well, they've known for, as I say, for about 30 years that this would happen. It'd bring us to this stage. And for 30 years, mainly in the United States, they were building internal armies through, uh, through police recruitment and, and special branches of police and levels of SWAT teams, all for what's coming up today. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. So they, they're, they're think tanks, that they're, they're employed to make, and they're paid big money to read the future and, and make long-term projections. And they have access, of course, to long-term investments and everything else the U.S. is going to do. So it's no big deal for them to, to, to pull off a stunt uh, 30 years after they planned it. But they certainly have tremendous weaponry at play uh, to start um, herding the public at the right time. And the scary part is so much psychological warfare has been done on Joe Average, he can't even see it. He doesn't even smell the wind. He doesn't smell the fear coming his way. So mm-hmm. most of the public are already, and I really mean this, that for them, unfortunately, it's already over. Yeah. So, so coming to my question at the inception i mean mm-hmm. if this is if this has to pass right yeah. how i mean what can we do how do we fight the system i think it's more of a, 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 a when you realize how long this agenda has been going on and the fake world we were brought up in as opposed to the real one that the, the elites families are brought up in uh, then you can't stop this thing with a simple solution or even deflect it with a simple quick solution um, we have to, in fact, we don't even have, there's no complaints department here. I think what you have to do uh, is probably weather this out almost like an underground, um, and it will be fought like an underground war, a covert right. type war, uh, mm-hmm. an information mm-hmm. war, and you have to um, have a, just a few uh, friends, and even if you have cells, this is traditional, done through the ages, if you have cells right. of, of right. four or five, you make sure one person knows another cell and no more in the group knows it because everything is being infiltrated right now. Um, everything. everything. So you, you, you have to really trust just one or two people and mm-hmm. try mm-hmm. And, and prepare to come through this yourself because it's your knowledge. You see, after this is all over, 
and all hell breaks loose and hopefully the big boys start fighting each other, um, then we need people with memory and history to teach the next generation so we never repeat this. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's how bad it is, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, my brother, I'm going to let you go so some other callers can get in, and I just wanted to compliment you for the good work and um, keep up the good fight, my friend. You take care. All right, my friend. Bye now. Now, we've got Carl from Canada. Are you there, Carl? Oh, yes, I've, uh, I am, Alan. I, I, like your caller before me, uh, have not been able to locate the complaints department. So yep. I made some notes here as to what I was, um, but geez, I can't read my own writing, so I'll have to take it right off uh, ad lib here. Um, I implore you, I, I consider you to be, uh, uh, in many, many ways, a my guru. All right, that's not a compliment, it just happens to be a fact. I've listened to you for such a long time, religiously, and if I miss the call, I always tune into the archives. And... Uh, we have great discussions on your uh, lectures afterwards, and I've come to the conclusion that uh, this agenda that the New World Order is unleashing upon us, the new Armageddon, mm-hmm. is definitely going to occur. I have no doubt. I have yeah, no it's, doubt. it's actually occurring. It's, it's actually occurring now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. And so um, my intention and my purpose for calling today is to um, request of you of uh it's a request that, you see, for myself, I have a home in the city and I have a home in the countryside also. And I intend to be in the countryside. And if I'm able to read the indicators before they uh, re- unleash this, uh, arm, as I call it, Armageddon on us, I intend to be in the countryside. But unfortunately, even though I, I have my food storage and uh, my alternative forms of energy, and uh, and I I really doubt that I'm... I really doubt that when they're finished herding the sheep, the city sheep, mm-hmm. um, which I, I tend to be off and on, and uh, um, when they finish herding the sheep into their little collection uh, depots, and I don't want to explore what they're going to do with these sheep or how long they'll do it for, but with these sheep, but um, those of us in the countryside, how are we going to avoid detection? I was hoping that I could perhaps... Uh, make a request that maybe your dialogues could maybe include a little bit of uh, how to uh, I, I noticed one caller once once called in, that was about a month ago, and he was talking about how they would be able to pass a house and with um, with their radar devices or they'd be able to see inside the house exactly what kind of thing for the United Nations or for myself. So so do you ha- have you um, do you are you interested in perhaps maybe just giving us a little bit of some of the techniques on how we can, uh, as this one fella, he, um, elaborate on how to uh, cover the inside of your walls with some kind of um, uh, metallic. Um... Oh, you can go to all these lens, uh, and, and these have been discussed over Patriot Radio for years on what oh. you can do. But I think, to be honest with you. Um, this, this war will be fought in two different uh, planes. You'll, you'll have people who come and go from those in the country and going back into the city, and it'll be very hush-hush type of, of communication, if it would have to be. 
and also those in the country have to be expect to move deep into uh, wilderness if if need be and survive that way because as you're, you're quite right they they plan eventually to try and, and corral the whole planet and everybody in it yes uh, but that'll take time however sitting in a house is is, is going to be uh, like a sitting dock really eventually there you go so um, so it is that grim isn't it so then you, you, we you, we we agree then we agree I wanted to hear you oh it is that grim <laughs> there's no doubt about it. these guys literally. You see, to be a god, you have to have everybody bowing the knee. One person who is not bowing the knee, um, it means that they haven't achieved full god status. So these characters who are sadists, basically, mm-hmm. uh, want everyone uh, corralled and into their system and being subservient and bowing to them. Uh, so they're going to go after everyone eventually. But you're right, the, the cities uh, are to be corralled first. The, the plague will be the greatest excuse for doing so. And I'm sure that's what eventually they will release uh, at the right time. They don't even have to release it. They tell you they've released it and show you some pictures on the, with two guys and, uh, with a stretcher. And that's all, that's all it will take to convince the public. All right. But I might do more talks on that in the future, though. Okay. Thank you. I think, I'd appreciate it. I'd love to hear some of your, maybe okay. the techniques you've uh... Will do. And so I'll be back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the matrix. And there's four callers just came in, so we'll try and rush through as fast as we can. We've got Mark from New York. Are you there, Mark? Yes, I am. Yes, I am, Alan. Thank you. Yes. You, you woke up to uh, being sprayed this morning, you said. Uh, it's been uh, happening for a few days, but really, really bad now, yeah. Yeah, well, um, for, for a change over here in New York, uh, I've been, I, I monitor the sky every day, and for three days it's been crystal clear out. Can you believe it? I just, I, I'm in shock. I haven't seen yep. any, any streams coming out of any planes, mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful because I got a little bit, bit of that bronchitis, as you, you were saying. I yep. called you about two weeks ago about the truck drivers, uh, in America who wants to go on strike. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really believe that that can still happen at the, at the end of the month because I noticed that fuel prices went up about exactly 10 cents in just one week over here. And, of course, nobody's talking about it. And everybody no, they don't, they don't even complain anymore. You see, the people are drugged. Uh, I, I can remember when they would bitch about three cents. And <laughs> now they don't, even, they don't even complain when it jumps 5, 10, or even 20. Yeah. So now it's it, 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 it's three over here. It's three fifty nine a gallon now. It's, yes, I, I can't even, I can't afford it, and I have a decent job <laughs> here in Canada. Okay. Here in Canada, we're up to one twenty three cents per liter. There's three point eight liters to the gallon. Uh-huh. So we're we're paying about four fifty or four sixty a gallon right now. Oh God! And the last thing I wanted to ask you, I want to ask a question about uh, inoculations. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to talk to my daughter. I'm, I just became a grandfather, and uh, already the, the, my grandson's already uh, three weeks old, and he's already gotten his second immunization shot. He said a hepatitis shot. I, I don't think they gave hepatitis shots to such young kids, young babies. Uh, I, I don't know if you're up on that, but uh, is there anything that I could say to her that she, I, she doesn't want to talk to me about? You, know, uh, you can't, you can't. Uh, the medical industry geared all their drama and fictional TV things and doctors and hospitals, they, they, they geared it towards the female psyche. Ah. Uh, from the very early days of Dr. Kildare and all these TV 
uh, fictional dramas. It was aimed at the female, and uh, it's the mother who generally takes them for their shots. So they wanted, this was an agenda a long time ago, and um, it's unfortunate because uh, I just read a report from the Mormons in Utah. Uh, strangely enough, now they're under attack as well by the federal government after a document was released that they have no autism at all. They don't have all these childhood diseases that we think is normal. It's only normal because we get all these problems with the sniffles and the earaches after the inoculations. That's, that's obvious evidence. Yeah. So, yeah, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to burn a disc uh, of, of, of this uh, program and I'm going to send it to her because uh, I think she should respect someone other than her father giving her advice because I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm very concerned about yes. the... You should about be. the inoculations. Yeah, you should so, be. Thank, so thank Thanks. you very much for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Now, we've got uh, Ross in Washington. Are you there, Ross? Yes, I'm here, Alan. Thanks for taking my call. Like yourself, I also have a Celtic allergy to tyranny, and that's why I enjoy it, it, listening it's, to you. Yeah, it's, it's awful, isn't it? Uh, it's <laughs> you just can't help yourself. Um, what I wanted to talk about briefly was instinct. Um, I recently picked up a copy of Aldo Huxley's Brave New World, and I hadn't gotten to about page 19 when they were already talking about and putting babies in a room and assaulting them with sirens and loud explosions, and it took me yeah. back to my first day of primary school. My mum took me by the hand up to a large foreboding Victorian building, sandstone, iron gates, and I did not want to let go of her hand. All my instincts I, I were telling exactly me to not let go of her hand, but of course yeah. I did. And I went through I all the same that. conditioning, and yeah. just not as concentrated, it just was spread out over through my primary and high school years. So, yeah. Well, thanks for calling though, Ross. That's the end of the show kicking in there. Uh, but calling again. I'd like and, to talk uh, about that. From Hamish myself, uh, up in Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.